I think one of the funnest things about being a dad has been seeing my children dream. And, um, you know, what are, what are you going to be? What, am, what do I want to be when I grow up? I want to be a lawyer. I want to be an architect. I think I might want to be a veterinarian, an artist, a sports star, a teacher, all of those and more for my, my tribe of six kids. How about you? Um, what about your kids? I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta. He leads our parenting department here. And Danny, about what age did your kids start dreaming aloud about their futures in a way that kind of maybe remained constant? Because I think there's a very easy tendency for kids as they grow to think, I want to be a policeman, a fireman, whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's normal for kids to begin to dream at three, four, five years of age. I remember my, my son saying, I want to be a, a professional baseball player. He was around five and he said, I'm going to play for the Yankees. I'm going to be a catcher for them. <laughs> it was fun to I dream so. with him. Yeah, we looked at baseball cards. We're going, oh, look at that. And we made little baseball cards with little leagues so he could continue to dream. And then my daughter said she was going to be a singer someday and loved, loved to sing. And for her, uh, because of fears, dreams weren't as real to her. Hmm. She she tried to dream, but once she learned certain skills, she just started to be free with dreaming. And I've loved to watch my kids at each age and stage of their development dream. And their dreams do change, and, but it's exciting to come alongside of them. Like it us. is, yeah. and it's something we're going to address head on here as we turn now to Sheila Irwin, the mother of the Irwin brothers, They've created films like I Can Only Imagine, so they are literally living their dreams. Um, Sheila talked with Jim Daly about when her boys started thinking first of making movies. Sheila, it's great to have you here at Focus on the Family. Thank you. It's great to be here. Now, it's kind of fun. Uh, we've watched your son's career kind of blossom in the recent years, mm-hmm. and uh, their movies are certainly a breath of fresh air for us in the Christian community. We love those movies. And I hope they keep making many, many more. But speak to that recognition when they were even little <laughs> boys. You could see they had some desire to do something unique, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, John was 12. Uh, Andy was 16 when they came to their father and said, we really believe God wants us to make movies, Christian movies. Now, how did you respond? Let's make sure parents get this part right. Because, I mean, I to be honest with you, I might have said, oh, that's good. Here's a... Of you know, iPhone, go use it in the backyard, <laughs> and then you think that'll be a fad. Yeah. Uh, well, there had been some fads in their lives. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, you just dream with them and wait to see what God's going to do. So that's interesting right there, though. You don't give up on their imagination. Mm-mm. So never squelch that desire, oh, especially yeah. in those early years Absolutely. when they want to try something. Yeah. Hank was the one that they came to. So I got, that's I got to get, yeah, dad, I got it next. So that was kind of good. But uh, Hank was great. He told him two things that day. He said, boys, um, it's going to take 20 years for you to be a success. If you're willing to give 20 years of your life to this, then so be it. How did they respond to that? They said, okay. And where did he come up with the 20 years? He just felt like that was kind of the, he'd seen that in other careers mm-hmm. with other people as well. And it was going to take some time, in other words, hmm. not necessarily just 20 years. Yeah. Although um, I can only imagine came out the 20th year. Yeah, And it was their breakout movie. And so that was really sweet of the Lord. So he told them that, and you've got to be willing to give your life to it. Um, yeah. uh, and then the other thing he told them was the wow factor. And he said, sons, uh, you have to do the wow factor if you represent Christ. And if somebody looks at your work and you've d- had a client and they said, oh, that's great. You say, I'm not done yet. 
and you go back until you come back and they look at it and they go, wow. So that's kind of been their philosophy, the wow factor. I like that. That's a good little application like for all of us. Now, for me, the answer for me, uh, I just had such a peace in my heart that this was of the Lord. Yeah. And I, I just think that, you know, that God just said to me that day, this is my plan for your sons. Well, and in that regard, again, for moms and dads listening, um, sometimes you can be lukewarm. When for the 14th time, your 15-year-old has come to you to say, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And you, you to keep that enthusiasm, to always respond with encouragement, that can be kind of hard. Um, how does a mom and dad stick with it? And how do they continue to encourage their young person in that way? Uh, their first entrepreneurial <laughs> endeavor was someone had given them a really good camera. And so they had this idea. They were younger than, I don't know how old they were, but young. And uh, they decided that they would go to all the sporting events for the high schools and make pictures during the sporting events and then sell them to the moms and dads. <laughs> okay, that's smart that right failed. there. <laughs> it failed. <laughs> it failed. Oh. That failed. Because we didn't have a source to, now then you could have printed them right away. Right. But at that point, because Andy's 40, almost 42 right at that point you had to not pay a so little much. cash to get it and you developed. had to get them developed and you yeah. had to take orders and i think it just got a little cumbersome. i think nowadays somebody could pick that up and oh yeah they could they could just print them right mm-hmm. away and hand you know sell them to them then um so that did that one didn't work and then john as well our john was six foot uh, one when he was 12 years old. Oh, so he just knew he was going to be 6'9", and he was going oh, to play professional basketball. Uh, well, unfortunately, he only grew another inch. So by the time, he, when he was in junior high, he dominated the game. By the time he was in high school, everybody was taller than him. Yeah. So um, that, one, metaphor. That, that one didn't work. But we didn't discourage that. I mean, we didn't, you know, say, no, that's not going to happen or whatever. We just kind of were there for them. Uh, so I think watching your child, they are going to have harebrained ideas that are not going <laughs> to, you know, work. And, you know, uh, eventually, I think the key for us was we feel like this is what God really wants us to do. Yeah. And so I think getting your child to the point where they're seeking God uh, and his plan for their lives. That's always good. Denny, there are times when our kids, um, their dreams kind of collide with reality. So I love how Sheila tried to keep her son encouraged, even though that basketball dream had to die. Um, how have you tried to encourage a child when you know, that dream just, it's not going to work out? Well, really, allow kids to have grief. I mean, it's not bad to be sad that a dream has closed up. Help them reopen new dreams. We can always open new dreams up, yet... We need to be also real in our emotions. Those are big emotions. Sometimes it's very disappointing. It's very sad. It may be depressing or anxiety-provoking, really, to have your dreams close up on you. But the hope is that you have new dreams that are birthed out of that. I remember a a young man that came into my my practice, and he had wanted to be a parajumper and had trained tremendously for that, tons of sacrifice of time, um, of energy. Probably a physical toll, too. Physical, yeah crazy stuff he went through and it closed up on him while he was trying out for this big dream that he had and it was a tough moment for him but to have people surrounding you that can just listen and be present with you and still believe in you can allow you to begin to dream again how much danny do we say yeah that really hurts um and and feel with them 
while simultaneously offering some hope. How do you achieve that balance as your kid fails and you don't want to discourage him, you want to encourage him, but not falsely? Yeah, you don't want to do it falsely. I love, yeah. I love how you said that with a little cringe, yeah, I right? Did. You, don't want to be, yes. you don't want to be false in that. You want to be listening and, and listen to their heart, their frustration, not changing that or minimizing it, and then giving observations. I've noticed you also love to do this. Mm-hmm. Getting them excited about new things will take time, and you just need to be patient with it and be present with them as they regroup as they grieve this, and it could be a couple of weeks, could be a month. So don't front load all of the conversation with the moment of pain and stark realization. Give give some space to your child, and maybe in a follow-up conversation a day or two or a week or a month later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when my daughter uh, had this diagnosis on her throat where she couldn't sing anymore. She was doing great singing, mm-hmm. and it changed her voice up, and she was so sad and so disappointed and she, that's when she discovered uh, acrobatic silks. We've and you talked, talked about, about that. that, yes. And now it's it, this dream has come alive. Sometimes a door closes, another one opens up, and helping our kids see that, that, hey, there are other opens. Let's go, let's go out of curiosity. Let's go look at some other options you've got there. Yeah. I so appreciate your wisdom, Danny. I, I'm always looking to you for some scripts I can use at home, even though my kids are all adults now. I'm still parenting. And uh, if you're a younger parent, take what you've just heard to heart and then follow up and get more encouragement from Sheila Irwin. Uh, We've got her book, Raising Up Dreamers, which has so much practical advice to help kind of breathe life into your child's God-given dreams. And uh, we're making that available for your monthly pledge or one-time gift of any amount to the ministry. Uh, Maybe it's $10 or $20 that you can give a month, or maybe it's just $10 or $20 one-time gift, whatever it is. Make that donation. We'll send the book, Raising Up Dreamers, to you. And the details are in the show notes. Also, on our website, we have an article that's free for you to read. It's called Raising Dream Chasers. It's very encouraging, and we'll link over to that in the show notes as well. Next time, more from Sheila Irwin uh, about encouraging your children, even when they have very different personalities from yours. For now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and our entire team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.